Hello, I'm Joshua. And hi, I'm Mary. Welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. We are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we'll meet guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the Heart. Hello, Hi, Mary. Joshua. We <laughs> you almost, almost at the same time. did it. You, oh, we almost got in there at the same time. Hi. How are you, my friend? I'm good. It's so great to be in this new studio. I know. It's we, spacious. We're actually in the same space. We can look each other in the eye and have a conversation. I know. There's a little bit of glare on Tom's face now, but I know we know he's <laughs> over there. We can feel his presence. I thought he just needed to be powdered. Yeah. <laughs> How's your week been? Oh, it's been wonderful. Yeah. Um, we had our first Friday at FAVO, Faith Arts Village Orlando, yes. and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, how did Jason do this week? He did very well. He had uh, made two sales and gave one piece to a friend of ours that made him cry, so that oh, was worth it. Oh, that's wonderful. And yes. you guys had like some special guests that came in, uh, right, that came in early? and Oh, yes, uh, from... Uh, from the television network out at UCF. What is it? W- the public? WCF. Yes, yeah. WCF. Duh. Yes, they came That's out. Awesome. They interviewed some people. They had cameras in the rooms. Uh, that was very nice. What food trucks are out there this week? That food trucks. Do you know what? I never went out. Uh, Jason's room just had people in it. And that night goes by so quickly because it's like, oh, hi, come in. And then you're off to another person's world that they're sharing with you. Right. We met someone from the Heritage Center over in Winter Park who has asked Jason to come and do something there. Oh, That's very be nice. cool. What a great fit for him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, years ago she saw a, his work somewhere and never forgot it. And she went, that's that artist. And so years later they meet. That's amazing. Uh, One of the things that I became very aware of that night in particular was how much conversation gets started over art. Mm. It's, it's one of those places where you have permission to say to someone, even you don't know, wow, that's really good. Yeah. What do you like about it? And you see them get further and they're really talking about themselves. Although I don't think they realize that, but we see what is inside of us, right? Mm. And I, I just, it just got me to thinking, that's another thing I like about art. It's a safe place to have a conversation. And what a great connector it is. I mean, you know, you and I got to teach that class to UCF medical doctors about the arts and the thing, the doors of conversation that it opened even among them as classmates. How they, the feedback they gave us was we were able to really get to know each other through these observation skills and the improv activities and all of that. Mm-hmm. We got to see each other as mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. and not doctors. And I thought, what a cool thing that the art was the vehicle to make that happen. Well, even Margie, what did she do? She showed us the art in her home. Mm-hmm. That That's said right. so much about her, not her home. Her art. Yes, she didn't show us the bathroom or the bed. She showed us the, uh, the art. Well, we happened to go through the bathroom that was larger than my garage, but. <laughs> that was really awesome. What did you send me a message about? You were like, I've just tried, I've been thinking all day about how much my home is like Margie's. <laughs> we love Margie Papp. She's our friend who has a gorgeous, beautiful home that she uses uh, for the arts. And her. she really has a museum. About how my home could fit in her bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Well, speaking of WCF, um, this past weekend, on Sunday night, I was able to go to um, the UCF Choral Concert. You know, this is UCF Celebrates the Arts Week. They have all these free uh, activities that are happening at the Dr. Phillips Center. They had Oklahoma as well. Oh, as, I did see that. Yes, other small theater uh, shows. They have great displays of costumes and, and visual arts and all sorts of stuff that UCF students did. 
And so I went, um, you know, Dr. Moore, uh, Jeffrey Moore, who is the Dean of Arts and Humanities is on our board. And then Dr. Mary Palmer, our oh, friend, who is also on our board, who used to be uh, the Dean of That's Education right. at UCF. So I went with them as, as their guest, and it was just fantastic. Dr. Kelly Miller and um, Dr. David Bruner are doing such great work out there. And um, we got to hear their chamber singers as well as their women's course, as well as their um, and uh, their just the university course. And um, just really, really great work. They must have a lot of support, I imagine. Well, you know, I was surprised. That's why we should we should really talk about it, because the audience should have been much, much bigger. Uh, so go out and support our local universities' art programs, because uh, it was in the Dr. Phillips Center, and uh, it was so fantastic, and there was maybe 400, 500 people in that space, and, uh, and it was free. So um, we need to go out and support them, but it was just really great. So the kudos one concert to UCF. I could afford, you didn't call me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, Mary. I should have said, "Hey, there's something free, Mary. Let's go." No, but it was really great. So, uh, really, you know, I think the UCF course is a hidden gem. You know, the UCF School of Performing Arts is a great a part of our community, and the choral program. I don't think it's the highlight that it deserves uh, in this. In this program so and speaking of a, a kind of a hidden gem in our community and an organization that doesn't get the highlight probably in the kudos and accolades that it really deserves we have some special guests today but we think we've got some fun music to lead us in Oh, I wow. love that, Mary. Wow. And it had the word movement in it. We were both dancing. I wish you could see us, <laughs> listeners. We were just kind of having a good old time. But today we are so excited to be talking to uh, members and leadership of the Orange Blossom Chorus. We have Joe Marcel, who's the president, and Matthew Boutwell, who is the chorus director. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Yeah. We are so glad you guys are here. So, Matthew, tell us uh, all about the Orange Blossom Chorus. What would we expect? experience if we went and, and joined this course. Oh my gosh, where do I begin? Well, um, tell us the history. How did it start? Well, yeah, though, that's a great start. Um, the The Barbershop Harmony Society started in 1938 or 39. I'm, I'm losing my numbers One of those there. two. But um, it was not long we'll after We'll just say that. in the 30s. That's good enough. <laughs> uh, then our chorus started about uh, 10 years later. 10 years. And we've, so the Orange Blossom Chorus has been in continuous operation in Orlando area for over 65 years. You look so young. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's quite an honor to be the director of this chapter with such an illustrious history. Mm. Uh, I've been here for about four years and I've loved every minute of it. So That's awesome. And you didn't you mention to me uh, off the air that, that this is the longest running chorus in our community right short of the bach festival choir right. wow. um, who's been around 82 years i was with betsy yeah, they this were, morning 82 or 84 they years founded i think in my research 1935 mm -hmm. and we were our chorus was chartered in 1949 wow. so um they they were in 35 and so they are the longest uh, <laughs> for splitting hairs here they are uh, they are a musical organization with singers and orchestra and the whole nine yards uh, we're the longest running i would say acapella and certainly all all Absolutely. men's chorus. Uh, so why did the yeah. orange has it always been called the Orange Blossom Chorus yes, since sir. day yeah. one? Yes, sir. And so why did it get started? Was there just a bunch of guys sitting around singing some great acapella music, or was there not a place for it? Why did it begin? Well, over in Missouri, it was the beginning of barbershop um, in 1930. What we say, 38, 39. 30s. Um, 
on the rooftop there. Yes. And um, they, the OC Cash and a couple other guys, they they believed in what barbershop was at that time, mm-hmm. was just guys hanging out in the barbershop singing in four-part harmony. And so they met with about 21 people, and they sang all these songs. And from that, they birthed the Society for Preservation and Encouragement of Barbershop Quartet Singing in America. And wow. the acronym is? And that's SPESQUA, I yes. believe. That's right. Correct. We have guys in our society called, we call them Kibbers, K-I-B, Keep It Barbershop. And so they're the seniors in our organization, the guys we look up to, and they're always saying Kibbers, and they'll it's SPESQUA, and they'll yell at us and let us know. But those men were raised in you know, they were the ones that were in barbershopping for most of their lives and they raised their children. And many of those children, the first letters they ever learned were S-B-E-B-S-U-S-A. Oh, wow. Yeah. wow. Yeah. You know, but who, who, if you think about it, back in those days, there weren't as many things to take up time. Right, These of course. days with the internet and so everyone has a car. There was time to do things like have fellowship through singing. Yeah, there was no cell phones. There were no TVs. Mm -hmm. There were, you know, being together. And of course, starting with the roots in Negro spirituals into jazz and blues and all of that, music was a part of storytelling. It was just a part of sitting on the front porch, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so I think it's it's very fitting that this was was born. Who is the person that's been in the chorus the longest? Give him a shout out. Do you know? Wow. Let's see. We've got Larry Palomino, uh, who's been- Jim Bame. uh, Jim Bame, uh, Doc Bame. They've opened, uh, he's a- He's a tenor uh, yeah. a district champion, past district champion. Wow. They've both been barbershopping over uh, 50 Frank years. Lasta. Really? Wow. Yeah, Frank Lasta. I think um, like 58, 57 years. Wow. Yeah, yeah. There's some of our uh, senior guys there that, yeah. uh, and I, they're still singing trauma. They're 80, 81, 82 years old. Larry's still singing with us, and his his voice is just as clarion as it yeah. is. Really? There, there's a gentleman uh, in the last competition we were at who, uh, in a chorus, was 99 mm-hmm. and tur- wow. 99 years old. And you'd think he was 70. Singing full voice. Mm-hmm. It was pretty amazing. And now th- this past year, he was 100 and he was doing it again. <laughs> That's do you think the singing has something to do with um, them staying so youthful? Absolutely. How do you figure? Well, I mean, just the physicality of singing. I come from not being able to sing at all eight years ago to, to now singing in the chorus. And the, the physical changes that the body goes through to be able to hold a note First of all, to be able to breathe, think about it in these terms. When you when you sing, it's like being underwater because there's only certain times that you're able to take air in and the rest of it's air out. Mm. So you have to be able to breathe or controlled breathing. I think the word is bel canto. That, is a, fa- that is a style, yes. It's a style yes. of, 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 of it. I just read this. That's why wow. I remembered it. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, when you do it, and you do it on a regular basis like we do, um, it becomes a physical exercise that everybody, we all get into. Singing is absolutely physical. You know, and I think too, as you grow older, there are things that are, there. In, I, I talk about this a lot, that just improve the quality of life. Yes. And if we are fulfilled and happy and joyful and expectant of great things, it improves our health. It absolutely, yes. absolutely. does. So Joseph, what is your role as the president? Well, as president, I uh, pick a board. We have a number of members that are board members with me, treasurer, secretary, and down there. And then I, I also pick other members to fill out jobs along the way that we have through the years. An example is we have an annual show that we're putting on um, that I'm hosting, uh, I'm chairman of, uh, in October, on October 7th. The show is going to be at Metro Church in Winter Springs, and we hire a feature quartet to sing. But there's a, there's a, a, 
a group of people that I've put assembled, Matthew being one of them with us, uh, to put on this show. And those are part, that's part of what I do as, as the, as the uh, president. Second to that, my mandate to the chorus from now, this is, I'm in my second year, is to how do we grow? How do I make it go from where we are to where we want to be? And Matthew and I, um, a number of years ago, had a very long, long conversations about this. And I was laying out then what I thought we should, how we should operate. And we are literally doing that. Wow. Literally. Congratulations. And That's so the, the exercise, the goal was to go from this, this, I, what were we, a C minus? Yeah, we are C minus. A C minus chorus to spring to a B. B. Mid B, B yeah. course, yeah. where we are now. And now we're, we are learning skills, if you will, techniques that elevate us to B minus, a B plus, A minus. And the goal for me, or the goal that I've set for the course and in, in, in my board, is to become a, a reckoned force of chorus members in the Central Florida market. Because um, I just see it as, as an opportunity. The, the better you get, more people more people will be coming into it. I love that. And Matthew, how is an acapella course graded? Like when you say we're a C plus or a B minus, what does that even mean? Within the Barbershop Harmony Society, they, we have a judging scoring system. Uh, so we have three categories, music, singing, and presentation. Presentation. Mm. Mm. Performance. Performances that yeah. they just changed the name of it That's to right. performance. That's right. And so within those categories, these judges who are certified, it takes three years to get certified within a category, mm. will score either a quartet or a chorus. What's then, your best quality, your best uh, scores usually in? So um, so that was the main thing. Uh, we recently uh, crossed a milestone. We had that one of the highest scores that our chorus has achieved in probably over 25 years. Yeah. Uh, we scored uh, 69 average. So, that's yeah. wonderful. And that's, that's a good mid-B range. Guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so but, we're looking forward to keep going forward. But you mentioned forward. performance, uh, m- musical, and what was the other one? Uh, singing. Uh, yes. Yeah. What, <laughs> yeah. Out of those three, what would you say is your what would you say is your strongest? I would say our performance is strong. Strongest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we yeah. we we really try to get up there and have fun and connect yeah. with the audience yeah. and, I, and I, making it a, uh, an experience for the audience. You, you, when you're on stage in a competition, all all the uh, rehearsals prior to that all come into play, and I mean, it, you, you just kind of reach another plateau and start clicking. And and I will tell you, a, a tremendous amount of that growth is due to Matthew. His style of teaching, the way he teaches, the empathy that he throws, uh, the techniques that he talks about. When, when we, and I'll be very quick, we, we, we work on a word, one word or a phrase, and there's this word called diphthongs, and you, you kind of work this. <laughs> we love those good old diphthongs. Oh my gosh. I mean, and, and I can tell you. Yes, sir. We really, you know, massaged that word. Well, you really answered my next question because I was going to say, what do you, what are the indicators that you thought uh, is helping with the success? So we're going to learn more about that, and we're going to meet the man Matthew, who's helping you get to that success, and we're going to hear more about your love for barbershop and how you guys got involved in it. So join us back here on From the Heart Magic 107.7 FM.
Welcome back to From the Heart with Mary Thompson Hunt and myself, Joshua Vickery. And we are having a good old time on the show today. And we love our new studio, being here, being able to see each other face to face. And today we're talking to Joseph Marcel, uh, Joe Marcel, I am so sorry, Joe Marcel and Matthew Batwell uh, from the Orange Blossom course. And we thought, you know, we're going to keep talking more about the greatness of this course. Why don't we hear a little bit of them? So hit it, Tom. It's the end of Rome and I'm home sweet home down where the south begins. It's the end of yearning cause I'm returning down where the south begins. Boy, I really thought the world was smiling when in here right now and see the faces that are just glowing in this room. I'm loving how proud you both look because you talked about how you've gotten so much better. And I was thinking, it must be such a joy. You go in, you're with all these friends that you sing with, and then you go out and you perform, but also you're growing and you're getting better. There must be such pride when you all get together. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. We have a lot of fun and and there's been a a resurgence of energy within our group since I've been with them that uh, uh, is contagious. So outside of making great music, because I know your course, you want to do that. What else is important to, to the Orange Blossom course? Well, certainly I, I, for me as, as a member and certainly as president, it's the uh, fellowship amongst all us, all the guys, um, especially the younger people and the senior people, because there isn't a time when we're th- together that we don't have that kind of a mix going on. And I always, even when I miss and I've only missed probably one rehearsal in the last year, 12 months. Uh, when I miss that, coming back, it's just like, oh, it's great to see everybody, you know? <laughs> and I, when you sing with people, there's a bond that I've learned occurs. And that bond is, is heartfelt. Mm. It's not just, you know, hi, how are you or anything mm-hmm. like that. I mean, you, I trust, when I sing next to Matthew, I trust where he's going to be. Mm. We, recently, he and I were, we're, I don't know where we were, but we sang somewhere, and we were both a little not sure of the words of the song. We are looking at each other. Come on, <laughs> you, you know it. I, come on, you yeah. say that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's awesome. There so, is a great trust that happens is. when it comes to being in ensembles and performing, whether it's improv or whether it's... Uh, in a, in a symphony orchestra setting where you're sharing a stand and working off of each other or in a chorus setting as well. Matthew, what, what got you into singing? Uh, have you always, have you been singing since wow. you were yeah. a kid or? And what do you do when you're not singing? I want to know that too. Uh, by day, I'm an instructional systems designer. So I, I write training manuals and online learning, mm. that kind of stuff. And how'd Ooh. you get started in singing? Uh, in singing, I've been, that's something I've always known. My brother and my mother come from a Southern gospel background. So yeah. singing in harmony and, and singing in the old redback hymnals uh, was just something I grew up with. And I, I didn't know any difference. So it was just a natural progression. Did your family so, used to sing together? 
Uh, oddly enough, no. Oh, I'm just curious. <laughs> no, my brother. Uh, my brother is the musician. He he became a minister, and you know, my mom was just a mom. She never thought much of it, but she was always the power alto in the family. So wow. Um, so it was just something I naturally was taken to. So I, you know, I went to college and, and studied voice and got my degree from University of Central Florida. Um, and you have BME after your name. What does that stand for? A Bachelor of Music Education. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. even though you do this, that worked with the systems, music's still a big part of your world. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I get a lot of fulfillment out of being mm. you know, director of this chapter. And uh, it was, it, you were fun, funny, you were talking earlier about the UCF uh, organization. Uh-huh. Um, they actually had the first ever alumni choir. Oh, I saw that. Tuesday How'd night that I, was, uh, that I was able to be part of. There was over 90 of us. Wow. That's awesome. That was able to sing on that and stage. And you worked with Dr. Bruner. And... Absolutely. Dr. Bruner had been there 25 years or so. How old was the oldest? And, uh, uh, I don't know how old she was. You weren't going to ask. But she did uh, attend in 81. Wow. wow. She was That's the, so cool. Yeah, even before Dr. Bruner. Well, and Mary she... just really pointed this out, but I love that you have a day job, but then what fuels you is this, and you're still a music educator. You're still using those gifts uh, and bringing them to the the Orange Blossom course. And Joseph, you said your background or what your job is in aviation. And yeah, I work in the aviation field. Um, I run my own business. And uh, are you a pilot? I am a pilot, and I have been since I was 16 years old. Wow. And um, I got involved in a church about uh, 30, 30 years ago. Um, I'm a guitar player from a small child, but I never played, I never sang and played guitar at the same time. Well, somebody convinced me to do that at this church. I started doing that, and then one thing led to another, and I started a band, and I was I became the worship leader and all that mm. kind of thing. Um, now, um, well, in that church, there was a member who uh, kept after me to, become, to come to an open guest night at this acapella thing, this barbershop thing, and no, no, no. For two and a half years, I said no. Finally, I agreed. I was on a Monday night, open guest night. And by the way, we have open guest nights. Anybody is uh, available that wants to come, please do. We'll, we'll, we'll entertain you. You could sing a little bit if you want. Um, so I went. Like, you know, I wasn't sure about all this, but they got me up singing. And there was a guy who I didn't know at the time standing behind me singing in my ear. Well, from that moment on, I've been a in a acapella men's group barbershop. And um, I learned to sing, it took me a while. I learned to sing, I learned a lot of the songs. And for me, it's a it's a challenge, a true challenge. And that's what compels me to keep doing it. Wow. How hard it is for me to do. It's not hard for everybody, but it's, it is a little bit tough for me. Um, but I enjoy it and I truly, truly enjoy singing in a chorus because you there are moments, like in any performance, where I, and I can't describe it right, but when it all comes together mm. and becomes something more than, than all the individuals, we become one voice. Mm. It's, it's a sound that, that is unique to acapella singing. And it's for lime. me, yeah, and, and for me, it's, it's, it's seductive. Mm. Uh, and that's, that's why I do it. I have a question for you. Where does your leadership skills come in? Because that's another one now that you get to use with this choir, your president. Um, did you go in thinking one day I'd want to, or did you see a job that needed to be done? Tell us about that. Well, I had uh, when I first joined the chorus eight years ago, after about two years, I became the VP of membership. And I was the fellow that would uh, set up events for bringing new people in. 
And I did that for three years. And I, I learned a lot because I was on the board. I learned how to operate inside the chorus and all the intricacies that go on in that. Um, and they were always after me. Well, you need to become president. You need, and I'm like, going, well, I don't know if I want to do that. But I finally said, okay, I'll do it. Well, now that I've done it, I want to continue doing it because um, you can see the, that whole method of growth. There, there's You've a, set those goals and yeah, you keep a, meeting them. There's a method to my madness. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. Um, my skills as a leader are born out of running my own business for a very, very long time. I was going to ask you that. As a pilot, you are pilot in command, and there's a whole series of rules and regulations mm-hmm. that you have to adhere to. And I, I'm one of those people that compartmentalize it. And my wife will tell you, when I get to an airplane or on the way, I turn into Joe Pilot. When mm-hmm. I start going to chorus, I turn into Joe Chorus, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoy Which it. one's more fun, Joe Chorus or Joe Pilot? You'd have to ask me. <laughs> How about this? Who um, do we want to hang out with? Is it I, Joe Chorus or Joe Pilot? I'll sing in the airplane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you, do you yeah. sing in the airplane? Yes. I love that. Yeah. I, in fact, I, I'll tell you a real short, short story. I was talking to Ace, uh, Air Traffic Control uh, on Christmas, and I started singing Chris, I, said, I sang Jingle Bells on the radio. <laughs> See, they but probably love that. Funny. They did. The ATC didn't think oh, so much. <laughs> <laughs> no more jingle bells Matthew, over there. Matthew, what about you with leadership? Could, because you're the choir direct, uh, conductor, right, director? Director. Director, yeah. Director. Um, how, were you always in leadership positions growing up? Uh, not terribly, no. No, I've always been the, you know, the singer, the artist, the, you know, trying to look for more and more opportunities so to. What motivated you, know, you to take on that position? Um. Well, I fell in love with barbershop. I fell in love with harmony, and I got my music education degree from University of Central Florida. And um, I had I had done a little bit of barbershop in high school, and you know I joined the military. Then I came back and went to college. And fast forward X number of years, and it was I was in Asheville, North Carolina, was where I was at the time, and I heard this song by these guys singing in the street, and it turned out to be a song I remembered from barbershop. And I sought the sounds out, and sure enough, there's a men's acapella group on the street corner singing this song, and there's about 20 of them. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you know. And so I started working with them, and, you know, I started thinking about the things I had learned in college, you know, from the classical approach, where these guys are, and I started putting some pieces together, and and, uh, it motivated me to, you know, offer what I could, and, and, um, you know, from whether it was, you know, vocal pedagogy or it was direct, you know, hands directing, it was phrasing, it was breathing, you know, whatever it may be. And so it kind of took off from there as an assistant director. And I was mentored under a guy named uh, Chuck Green in Asheville, mm. North Carolina. And then it came down here and, um, you know, these guys asked me to come work with them. And so it's just kind of been one of those things that kind of took off from there. Oh, so great. Yeah. So what, yeah. F- what fuels you, you know, you can tell that you're both passionate mm. about this, you know, but what fuels you to devote so much time to this beyond passion? Well, I, is there any other ulterior motives that either one of you have? You know, not in a bad way, but well, like there's something you in you. So you said I, growth is one of yeah, them. But I, I would tell you this: that one of the things that's interesting about the chorus singing acapella is that the fact that you really don't have to know how to sing. We we will teach you. You will mm-hmm. learn. And and I am an example of that because let me tell you. I couldn't hold a note. So, Joe, you think everybody can learn how to sing? Everybody can. And I say that to people when I'm out on the street and walking around. <laughs> Joshua's got the smile on like, you yeah. haven't experienced no? no I, I've experienced 
I believe the same thing. I think everybody can sing. I don't think everybody can sing well, but I think everybody well, can let, sing. Let me, let me, let me, well, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, let me rephrase it. I, I, I would say if you're singing solo or in a quartet, you have to have some skill. Yeah. But if you're singing in the chorus, there's an opportunity to be able to be a chorus singer and be good enough. Yeah. Mm. And that's what I, I, I let people I know that you can enjoy this, this whole genre of music. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I know 15, 25, 20 some odd songs. I, if you ask me that and to sing them, I couldn't do it without mm-hmm. thinking about it, but I can. And I wouldn't have that ability pre- prior to doing this. I have a question for the three of you. If there is someone in your choir that maybe has a problem with pitch or key, mm. and you can hear it because you've got the ear and ear in front or whatever, what, what are the words that you use? I mean, I, it's not really personal, but you need to help them. What do you say? I'll let Matthew start with that. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my catchphrases, which I um, gladly stole from another uh, Marsha Webb in town is he would he would gently say I need you to listen more and sing less. Mm. I can't tell you how many times he I've just, heard that. He wouldn't give much more instruction. He would say, yeah. "Okay, and let's try it again." But everyone would so. know what that means. And do you find that listening more really does help you get back on track? Maybe yeah. you get lost in the uh, we, excitement. We do. We st- when we, do. we start singing, we listen less. Then we we start singing. We think about lots of other things. We're thinking about the. The artists, you know, the spiritual side of singing, where maybe we're thinking about the words, maybe we're thinking about such and such, and we kind of forget that it's an ensemble. Mm -hmm. You know, there's ensemble singing and there's solo singing, Mm -hmm. and it's two different beasts. That's beautiful. I think that holds true with talking too, with some people. (laughs) You listen more and talk less. It also depends on the size of the ensemble too. So. For us, you know, we have 330 singers, so it's it's easier for someone to get a little bit to maybe not be singing exactly and get lost in that a little bit. Um, but part of it just has to do. We've actually had one person in the history of our entire choir where we've had to say you you can't sing with us only because they refused to not sing out as loud as they possibly could out of key. Mm. So there are a lot of, there are a lot of people in our choir who m- maybe pop it out of the key or may not always have it, but, but they're willing to, to work within the ensemble sure, and to sure, be a sure. part of it. And so, um, I think it has to do something, something to do that, but I love, I love Marshall's That's advice. That's great. I'm going to use that, that too. You said, yeah. Uh, the three of you, do you all have perfect pitch? No, no, I have relative pitch, but I do yeah. not have what perfect is relative pitch. pitch. Pretty good relative pitch. Relative pitch, yeah. pitch is where you know where like C is and you can sing up and down in your, in your head and find out where the neck, where, where the note is that you need. Cool. So kind yeah. of, a, I know I can find C. I know where C is in my mind, and so then I can helps me find a fourth or a fifth or you know a third. I can usually get so. within you know a pitch or so up or down. Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. I love uh, our play out music today. I know it and makes it so easy for Tom. And that's our, our, our producer's subtle way of letting us know that we will be right back to From the Heart here on Magic 107.7 FM. Thank you. 
Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here with my outstanding co-host Joshua Vickery as we learn about the Orange Blossom Chorus. And we are so delighted that we have Matthew Botwell, uh, chorus director, and we also have Joseph Marzell, president. And we're learning all about their Joe. Pa- Oh, yes, he likes Joe. He likes Joe. I'm just kidding. You know, but you're right. You're right. But oh, he put on his card. Because I did it Joseph. too. I know. <laughs> I tried to fix that. They wouldn't let me. We're just being silly. We're being silly, friends. <laughs> no matter what you call them, they're very talented and incredibly passionate about what they love. And that is certainly this choir. Um, I asked you a little bit earlier to tell us about how people can get involved. And you said that there were women involved. Talk about how the gals get involved with you. Well, yeah. Um, well,. <sighs> We have uh, wives, girlfriends that um, help us in our day-to-day operations. So we have Women's Auxiliary, and I, they have a name, and I, they're going to be so upset at me that I forgot. I think the Orange Blossoms. That sounds good. Oh, no, I love something that. like that. If it's but, not that, it could be. I it love could that. be. Yes. I think <laughs> so they help us out in the day-to-day, and, and you know they get together, and um, you know whenever we have you know cookouts or uh, any social gatherings, are always there, and it's a big part of what we do. So we big shout out to them. Thank you very much. And, and they then, have their um, sisterhood the way you have your brotherhood. Correct, correct. Now, there's also uh, two international um, ladies barbershop singing uh, organizations as well. Uh, most notable, the Sweet Adelines mm-hmm. International. Mm-hmm. And then Harmony Incorporated is also um, very active as well. Cool. And so they have ladies' choruses across the country, ladies' quartets that compete you know, equally as often as we do. So, yeah. Are many of the significant <laughs> others of those of you in your choir, in other choirs of all female, do you know? I think not currently. Not that I know um, of. Not one, but it's pretty common that they are mm-hmm. uh, in most choruses. The, Neat. You know, there are a lot of... Um, uh, Sean, uh, Sean uh, his wife, Baldwin. used to sing. We, yeah. we have it the other way around where the, the wife might be in, in the, the Sweet Adelines or whatever, and but the husband all of a sudden... Yeah, comes joins and joins us. Oh, you know, Pete. Very cool. Pete, Pete is actually yeah. uh, his his wife's been singing with the local Sweet Adelines chapter yeah. uh, for many years, and we met him at one of the, their get-togethers yeah. and said, "Pete, you need to come out." Well, let's and, say someone's yeah. driving in their car right now, and this is sounding actually kind of cool—a place they can go, be with other guys, bond, sing, yeah. have a healthy way of getting better at something. How do they join? Well, um, there you come to uh, any of our rehearsals on Monday night. We, are, uh, we currently rehearse at Grace Journey Community Church, which is on Colonial Drive, just east of Dean Road. It's on the north side of uh, Colonial. It's actually Union Park. And uh, we, we start there at about 7, 7.30. So they just show up at 7 o'clock? Just walk in. And just say, I'd like to join? Yep, and just walk hmm. up to any of the members, and, and that member will bring you either to me or to Matthew, and we'll have you sit down, try to figure out where your voice is at. Uh-huh. Um, you want to sing, you sing. If you don't want to sing, you can, you're welcome just to sit. Um, and people are welcome just to come and listen if they want to listen to us rehearse. Um, especially when we are, are rehearsing for a competition, it can be a little repetitious. Uh, but when we're doing our repertoire, it's just we're, we're singing through songs and trying to manipulate that song to be better, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and get back into the saddle, if you will. Uh, to the pocket of the songs. Are there dues for your singers? Currently, we have no no dues in in the chorus, um, and uh, that's been that way for a very very long time. Mm-hmm. And if people out there might not want to sing, but they want to volunteer or help out in another way, what are some things you could use? Well, um, always logistics. Um, uh, when we do a show, or we're doing a an event, or a we're doing a gig or singing out. Uh, we recently sang uh, for um, well last year, I, I should say. There was an organization called the Wounded Officers Initiative, and they had their gala. We sang at their first gala, and 
uh, there was a lot of logistics getting us there because we have some members that are, um, it can be a little tough for them to get around. So sometimes having help doing that, water, you know, uh, supplies of that nature are, are really good. Food and things like that are very helpful for us. Getting our risers. Yeah. Oh gosh, outpatient. I forgot about our risers. <laughs> yeah, the support system behind you guys is just as important as who's on the stage. I know there's you a have lot roadies. of logistics that go out. So we talked about this a little bit earlier. Now I'm just curious. Tell us the difference between barbershop and acapella singing. Oh, great. Well, acapella is the broad term for just singing without instruments. You know, most singing we hear on the radio, pop music, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be orchestra or opera or anything like that, usually has some kind of accompaniment. Acapella simply does not have an accompaniment. Um, the beauty of acapella harmony is when you have two, three, and four parts singing together or, yeah, singing together without uh, without any accompaniment. It gives you a really clean palette to listen to how the voices blend and how harmonies work. And as human beings, I believe we're just biologically predisposed to hear certain frequencies and mm-hmm. how they blend and how they don't blend. And mm-hmm. even somebody who's not mm-hmm. musically trained can hear two notes and go, oh, that doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. Ooh, right, you know. right. Or then they do, well, that sounded cool. You know, mm-hmm. they're not sure why. Well, we know why. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the harmony. It's the overtone series. It's, yeah. you know, however you want to call it. But uh, uh, the difference between, you know, you said barbershop and acapella. Yeah. Well, barbershop, uh, we spend a little bit more time on uh, close harmony blends. Uh, in the within the male voice, they're singing within a certain octave range uh, versus a very wide range, you know, bass, tenor, way up high. You know, we'll sing in different, you know, we'll, we'll close harmony like that. And then also there's a, we like the, the barbershop seventh chord or just mm. general the seventh chord. You know, there's <laughs> a lot of sevenths in what barbershop. So barbershop will steal all sorts of music from other genres and put it in the barbershop style. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a, it's not really barbershop singing. It's the it's music tree in the barbershop style. And mm-hmm. I think that's a more appropriate yeah. description. When you talked so, about the seventh before, for someone driving right now that doesn't really know what that means, can you give an example? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have uh, you have a scale one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A, all the way up. Mm-hmm. Um, two notes as a chord is one, three, A, B, C, one, three. Um, three notes would be one, three, and five. Mm-hmm. It has a nice harmony. And then if you want to balance it out total, you have the top one and the bottom one, one, three, five, eight, all the way up to the top. However, in barbershop, we like to go to seven yeah. right underneath uh-huh. that. You know, uh-huh. And it really you gets go, that. Oh, uh-huh. just, just wins just a little bit. And it's that, just that nice rub that gives it a little bit of extra flavor. And that's the seventh. That was so, so well put. Yeah. So sometimes it can be flat seventh. Sometimes it's a natural seventh. Sometimes it's inverted in all sorts of different ways. And that's where the nerd, uh, the theory nerds out there. All the music geeks listening are getting all geek. excited now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all of our barbershop arrangers out there you're are, talking, you're are, talking good language. are getting excited because they, they love that stuff. someone is listening yeah. now and they're like, I want to go hear a barbershop. Um, what what advice would you give them to have the best experience of listening to it, or what would you want them to know? Oh, listening to barbershop. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> well, it's not everyone's flavor, um, but if you listen to how the men's voices are working, you know we sing we sing straight tone uh-huh. versus uh, opera. You know, we go to opera, you hear a lot of the vibrato. Mm-hmm. You know, we work us on straight tone singing. Duh, so you could relate that more closely to the folks over at the Voices of Liberty. Voices of Liberty, yeah. Mm-hmm. They all yeah. very straight tone, mm-hmm. and that's something we work in. So someone listening to that, you know, I would say, I would encourage them to listen to uh, how the voices blend together. Nice. You know, who's, who's singing higher, who's singing mm-hmm. lower. Whereas in compared, um, general choral singing is bass, tenor, soprano, alto. 
Uh, usually the sopranos have the melody, or in an all-male chorus, bass, bass, tenor, tenor, tenor ones having the melody. However, mm-hmm. in barbershop, it's the second highest voice that has the melody. Ah, yeah, yeah. So we have bass, baritone, lead, then yeah. tenor on yes. top. So yes. that tenor usually has to sing a little bit lighter in order to not... Um, Overpower, overpower lead. the lead, correct. Yeah. So the yeah. lead has a, a very rangy voice. So I would encourage listeners to find out who's singing lead, find out All who's right. singing tenor. And now you know? the flip side, if they come see your acapella, what what will help them to listen for or look for it? That will... um, modern acapella is a thing that's going on a lot today. It usually has, uh, so if you think pentatonics, you think home free, you think yeah. these groups like that, they generally have a vocal percussion person. Yeah, yeah. And then there's usually a soloist one singer and then the rest of the group is singing what I call accompaniment do 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 in the background um, th- I would encourage folks to listen to who's singing what uh, who's what parts are they singing how are those chords changing who's doing the bass who's doing the percussion stuff like that um, that uh, Deke Sharon is the guy that does a lot of the arrangements for the show um, the Please. sing off oh the sing off the yeah. sing off yeah he did a lot of those arrangements uh, for home free and, uh-huh. and those cats uh deke sharon calls barbershop the black belt of acapella wow ah. i love that so there really has been because of groups like home free and pentatonics there seems to have been kind of a resurgence of acapella music oh correct yeah. how do you guys feel about that has it helped you it in, has in, it yeah. has we've had a lot of younger guys coming in you know trying to find out you know learn more about what's the difference um, one of the guys in our in our tenor section is um, yeah. part of Gemini Boulevard at UCF, mm. uh, so he has a lot of crossover that he trying to brings over. To and what's what Gemini we do. Boulevard? Is that a, a male? I'm sorry. Course? Yeah, that's no, that's a, a mixed modern acapella group at Got UCF. It. UCF has four or five actually mm-hmm. of um, modern acapella groups going on there, of non music majors that like to get together and sing, which is incredible. Um, we like to talk about how awesome that is and how awesome what we do is and what the difference is and. Mm and um, trying to promote that equally. Yep. So we were just talking about today, I was on a panel talking to uh, the Winter Park Leadership uh, class about genres and forms of art that seem to be um, associated more antiquated, you know, like ballet or opera and maybe even cor- barbershop chorus. How do you make it relevant for the culture today? Uh, you know, how do you make ballet continue to be relevant or opera continue? Great how do you question. make barbershop chorus and acapella singing? How do you guys... That's a great question. Or what's your vision for making it relevant for our culture today? Well, what we're doing now is that um, some of the song choices, we have a, a music committee that their sole job, if you will, is to choose the songs that we are going to learn. And uh, those songs need to have an ability to reach the younger, the middle-aged, and the senior people in our chorus. Mm. So we might have a song that's more, I, what's the one song? That the Old Fashioned Girl was written in the 20s. 20s. Um, and then we will, then we also do the um, Rhythm of Love. Rhythm of Love. Which was I done forget. by the Plain White Tees in yeah. 2010. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of, uh, we, we go in both directions. We hadn't done that uh, prior to Matthew coming on board. And it was one of the reasons when I first met Matthew uh, was, was to choose him to be our chorus director and, and, as it's turned out, what my initial vision was it has has really come out and, and become real, the reality of it. Um, and now we're, we're getting people that are not only, you know, 50 to 90, mm. we're, the, we're 16, 12, 11, uh, 16, 17. That's wonderful. And What's it, the youngest somebody can join? 
My son's 11. 11 wow. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. And, um, and the oldest yeah. currently is? Uh, cur- 80, active sing- active yeah, singing. Uh, yeah, he's 81. Or 82, 80, yeah. And how much can an 11-year-old learn from an 80-year-one like, in that kind of setting? Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, the intergenerational concept is something that the Barbershop Harmony Society takes very seriously. And yeah. you talked about the brotherhood, yeah. too. Yes, yeah. It is a, it's a very fraternal organization. It's something that, um, you know, the guys out there that have, or ladies out there also who have joined fraternities, sororities in college, you know, what's what's next, especially for a musician? And what's next is uh, organizations like the Barbershop Harmony Society. You know, we meet on a weekly basis. It's a brotherhood, camaraderie, I'm fraternal sure you've spirit. you've had each other's spirit. back when things have happened Absolutely. in families and yeah. events. Families, financial situations, yeah. living arrangements. And then um, you can speak on the travel. Anywhere you go, there's a chapter across mm. the country so chances are you can you know if you're on business you can find the local chapter oh i walk love in. that you yeah. can walk in and, the, and uh, we have a we have a what's called the polecats yeah. 12 songs that every yeah, everybody member knows. has to learn so you can walk in you already know the 12 polecats they already know the 12 polecats wow, so guys you've never so sung cool. with you can walk in and sing right away with that's I was, beautiful i was in wisconsin oshkosh wisconsin <laughs> i'm at the largest air show in the united states it's almost the last day of the show. I'm bored. So I've got my earbuds in. I'm singing polecats out of my phone. Somebody 20 feet away from me looking over says, are you singing barbershop? <laughs> and she says, yeah. see him? He's a barbershopper. Uh-huh. So I walk up to him singing my wild Irish rose. Uh-huh. Mid phrase, he, he sings with me. Wow. In his part. His wow, part. Wow, wow, yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah. And the next day... His father and a cousin come, <laughs> and we we actually did a did a, nice. a, a performance out in the aisle. Wow! And I love that. I well, love that, guys. It's been so great talking about the Orange Blossom course. To remind us again how we can get a hold of you and when's the next time we can see you. So uh, the website is orangeblossomcourse.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, find it. Facebook, you can find more relevant yep. information if you look Facebook. us up on Orlando Orange Blossom Course on Facebook. Yep. Yeah, that's our website. And then uh, we have a show coming up October 7th. 7th. Please look out for that. It's a uh, Saturday. We'll be doing a joint show with the Ladies Chorus in town February 3rd next year. We're right. excited about that. Any Monday that's night, awesome. 7.30, right. at Grace Journey Community Church. We are looking for and new members all the time. And ask for Joe or Matthew, and they can meet come you guys in. and come and sing with you. Mm. I need to start a new quartet. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you both for the work that you do in thank our you. arts community. We hope this helps get the word out a little bit about this because it really is a, a great asset that we have that I think a lot of people need to learn Definitely. more Definitely. I feel very uplifted. Thank you for your company today. Uh, thank you. Absolutely. So go check out Orange Blossom Course. And the website is orangeblossomcourse.org. Yes. And you can go and see their next rehearsal. So yes. uh, we're cheering you on, guys. Thanks for coming Thank and talking to us Thank you, everyone, for joining us here on From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson-Hunt. Joshua Vickery. And we will see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.